He's handsome and smart. A true blue Jets and Knights fan. A part of Australia's Hollywood royalty. From General Hospital to Occupation Rainfall, NCIS LA to All Saints. Newcastle Live Radio's very own Nova Castrian in Hollywood. It's time to cross to LA to catch up with Zach Garrod. It is time to cross to LA, but we're also going to cross to uh, to Times Square. There's been some fun over there this morning, Zach Garrett. Yeah, I'm just catching up on that myself, Tracy. This is something that happens every now and then in New York City, and I think in other cities around the world, is these random sort of explosions. I know it sounds very very sinister, but this is actually quite quite, uh, quite benign, really, but it doesn't make it any less scary. No, well, apparently there was panic uh, in Times Square as uh, multiple oh, yeah. fires. Like, you can imagine being in Times Square, you hear these big bangs. You can only imagine what people must be feeling at the moment. Oh, without question, of course. You know, people are, are always going to be on edge in these, any sort of circumstance like that, no matter where you are. So, um, so yeah, it looks like there's been an explosion in one of the sewerage, uh, sewerage ducts or sewerage drains underneath Times Square. And sometimes what happens is they build up gases and they, they explode with these gigantic big booms, you know, and, and they, they send the manhole covers flying. So it, it's quite a terrifying experience. Uh, it, we don't really have that much, have that so much here in Los Angeles because we don't really have the need for as much centralized heating as they do in New York City and Chicago and other places like that. Uh, so we have more transformer explosions, you mm-hmm. know, so every now and then a power pole will go boom. But, um, yeah, th- this is quite quite terrifying for the people in and around um, Times Square. And having a look at the vision, there is, uh, there's some great, uh, great vision on Twitter and just watching people just go, oh, my God, they're standing in the middle of Times Square just, you know, doing yeah. the usual stuff you do in Times Square. And, uh, and off it goes. It's, uh, yeah, it's quite disturbing. Uh, but, look, everything's it, fine. It's not a terrorist attack. It's just the sewerage exploding. Yeah, it, 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 I know, that which, which can be scary enough as it is. Yeah. I, I reckon, I wonder if the naked cowboy's uh, underwear is still white. Oh, no, that's a, that's a good yeah. point. I think you need to find him for me and, uh, and find <laughs> out. But apparently it was 43rd. He might need to change his underwear. Yeah, you might need to. 43rd and Broadway is uh, reportedly closed off at the moment, but uh, no panicking. Okay. It's just, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's just the sewerage exploding. Great, just what you want. Yeah. Just what you want on this uh, on this Sunday night over there. Now, my friend, you've been uh, you're a bit under the weather this week. Oh, I got the flu. Oh no, that's very <laughs> retro of you. Yeah, I know. I'm going, going old school and bringing it back. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like mullets and mullets and high waisted jeans. Um, yeah, it's it, it, it's like I just started to feel a bit crook on Thursday and Friday, and just had this really. Horrendous persistent cough, which you know sets mm. off alarms. Yeah. Um, my PCR test came back negative for COVID. I went to the doctors on Saturday, and and they do they do on-site testing now for flu and COVID immediately. So if you come presenting either symptom, yeah. they test you for both. Um, wow. And yeah, COVID was negative, but it came back uh, strong positive for influenza A. Wow. Um, and I was just saying, yeah, I was just saying to Michael off air, this is the first year I actually haven't had my flu shot. I normally get one every year, and I, I didn't get it this year because I think we're so focused on getting the, the COVID booster. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've contracted a fairly nasty case of it. And it's been going around here too, Tracy. There's been a lot of people getting knocked over with it. And the doctor I spoke to, this lovely doctor, said it's it's quite persistent this season. I mean, and it's summer here. It was, mm. it was 97 degrees on Friday. It was 100 degrees on, on Thursday. 
So, you know, we're, we're coming into, into summer. Mm. So if anyone's listening in Australia, I would definitely recommend getting your flu shot for this upcoming season. Because like the doctors over here are saying, COVID is, of course, in the community. We're well aware of that. Mm. But there's going to be all the other illnesses and viruses that have been, have been dormant for some time because people haven't been inact- mm. uh, interacting that will start to uh, start to circulate once again. And we are certainly following, whatever happens in the US, we are certainly following, if not months, it's more like weeks now that we're, uh, we're following close behind yeah. you because we've got borders open, we've got everyone travelling, and, uh, yeah, we're yeah. literally weeks behind you now. Yeah, exactly right, yeah. It's, it's pretty common for these things to flow on rather quickly. Um, so I, I would definitely recommend that if this is what we're experiencing here with you know, a lot of flu around and... And I think even strep throat was another thing that was popping up here as well. Um, j- just for sure, you know, just just be cautious of your health coming into the winter months, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Marjorie Taylor yeah. Green, uh, it seems to have been <laughs> her week, hasn't it? All, anything that you've, you've watched coming out of the US this week has all been surrounding Marjorie Taylor Green. She just can't stop putting yeah. a foot in her mouth. She's. I'm, I'm, surp- I'm surprised she has any feet left at all. God almighty. Um, she, she's just... Look, I, it's hard to even describe this person, but they're, the, they're a congresswoman from Georgia. There's a, they're a name that probably has come up a fair bit in, in conversation. People would be aware of it. They're a big Trump sympathist. Quite often sails very close to the wind to endorsing Putin um, and usually finds herself allied with, with Lauren Boebert and people like that. Now, she's your, your died-in-the-wall, QAnon-loving, you know, Second Amendment-touting, Australia-is-a-dictatorship type of person. Um, like th- these are all things that she believes in the past. She thought Australia was a dictatorship, of course, during the during the um, the, the COVID lockdowns. So now, this week, there was a remarkable moment in American history when Ketanji Brown Jackson was appointed to the Supreme Court. Now, she's the first African American woman to be appointed to the Supreme Court. This is a huge step. Now, mm-hmm. Ketanji Brown Jackson is the most qualified candidate in in recent times. She's worked through every single level of the courts in the United States. She's worked her way up from being a public prosecutor to being a circuit judge, a federal judge, all the way up to being a Supreme Court judge. She's far more qualified than Amy Coney Barrett or Brett Kavanaugh was. Um, so she, she's she's perfect for this position, and she's, she's a remarkable choice. <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, or I should say that, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, and Mitt Romney, three Republicans, voted for Contenji Brown-Jackson because it makes perfect sense because mm. she's a highly qualified candidate. Yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene then said that these three, these three people, members of the Republican Party, were pedophile endorsers. What? This is, and that the Democratic Party was the party of the pedophiles. There is this really strange... Conspiracy theory, again, circulating in the extreme right of the Republican Party, powered by people like Josh Hawley, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Bobet, a lot of people who you often hear associated with January 6th, <laughs> unsurprisingly, mm-hmm. um, basically saying that Contagio Brown-Jackson went light on child sex, uh, on, on, on people who committed sex crimes against kids or pedophiles, which is absolutely not true at all. You just need to look at Kintaji Brown-Jackson's record to see how remarkable she had been as a judge. It is absurd. So she called these three particular members of her party pedophile supporters for it. And she's just unraveled as the week has gone on. She's even ended up in a, in a, in a, a Twitter back and forth with um, with uh, Jimmy Kimmel threatening to report him to the uh, to the Capitol Police after he tweeted out a joke about her, so th- this is this is just spiraling the absolute lunacy of of the of 
you know, the possibilities. Mm. The thing is, but you know, a lot like a lot of the GOP will do, and Mitch McConnell and Ted Cruz, a lot of you know the the, the senior members, but they won't come out and, and criticise her too much. They'll come out and say, oh, I don't agree with what she's saying. I think it's ridiculous. Mm. You know, but that's it. That is all they will do. They won't support Susan Collins. They won't support Mitt Romney, and they won't support Lisa Murkowski because Ketanji Brown Jackson got through on a vote of fifty-three to forty-seven. So it was split right down the middle. This is the most highly qualified candidate they've put forward for the Supreme Court for some time, probably since Merrick Garland, who, of course, was filibustered into defeat during um, Obama's uh, lame duck presidency, the second years, uh, final years of his lame duck presidency. Um, and they still couldn't find any sort of, any sort of um, common ground here with this. And so, of course... Marjorie Taylor Greene and all the other lunatics have jumped up on their soapbox and, you know, said the absolutely logical thing, which is, of course, they could only be pedophile supporters, which is just bizarre. But it's straight out of the QAnon oh, belief. completely. It's straight out of that yeah. belief, yeah. Yeah, which is, which is the, the audience and the community they're trying to pander to. The one that really grabbed my attention, Zach, was, um, you know, that she attacked a school shooting survivor saying that they needed to be more, oh, more masculine. Good. Oh, God. Now, this person she attacked, I forget his name presently. I think he was a teacher at Parkland, um, at Parkland High School, the, the one in Florida that was shot up. Um, now, he came out and, of course, criticised her for her absurd statements around the Second Amendment and, you know, the need to arm everybody and all this kind of stuff. She, she wraps masculinity around uh, having a weapon, which, which is, I mean... <laughs> Pardon me. It's something no, that I've, don't I've die experienced on me. here. But, yes, I, I'm right. I promise you, I'm still here. <laughs> um, if uh, I've seen people say this kind of weird stuff here, but she attacked this this poor survivor of a shooting of a school shooting by saying that he needed to be more masculine, and why didn't he come and hang out with some deer hunters to have a really true grasp of what masculinity and guns are like? Um, I mean, you talk about the. I mean, someone like Alex Jones is. is I think he's. Uh, well, he has been found guilty of um, of uh, of oh, goodness gracious misinformation mm. against the Sandy Hook survivors. So he's been successfully sued by by the survivors of Sandy Hook and the parents of some of the kids. Now she's treading a very fine line here with this kind of stuff as well by attacking these people who have un- who have experienced some of the most horrendous facets that the Second Amendment does bring to the United States, some of the most horrendous aspects of having the Second Amendment here, as we've seen far too frequently. And it's, um, but then again, this is the chorus that she's trying to sing. This is, this is the, the, the chorus that she sings from, like a lot of them do, which is, you know, don't take my God's gun and country. And I don't know where the religious and the uh, and, <laughs> where the religious and, and and the weapons really cross over, but yeah, there you go. It's just ridiculous. Now, uh, yeah. January six is uh, it's really well and truly back in the uh, in the headlines at the moment, and it's uh, it's for varying reasons, and and a lot of it is around the fact that uh, Donald Trump uh, really wishes he had have marched with the uh, the insurrection on January six. WTF. <laughs> Yeah, oh, look, but again, this is all stuff that we've sort of known for so long. Uh, of course, you know, he, he sympathised with a lot of the people who were there, a lot of the insurrectionists. Um, but he was at a rally, I think it was this weekend, I think it was in one of the Carolinas, it was in North and South Carolina, and he said that he wished he had marched with them on, on January 6th to the Capitol steps. So, <laughs> great, that's, that's very comforting. Thank you so mm. much. On the same weekend, that text messages came out um, from Donald Jr. to to the, 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 uh, Mark Meadows, the chief of staff at that time, saying that they had a clear path to victory, 
all the um, all the everything was on their side. All the facets they needed were lined up and ready to go, and they basically just needed to have a continuation of power. So this text message is now from Donald Jr. basically plotting again a usurpation of the election and a, a, a continuation of this insurrectionist action. That's exactly what it is to the very definition. It's treasonous to the very definition of the Constitution over here. They were plotting against a democratic process. And then you've got the former president at a rally saying, I wish I had a march with these people who attempted to overthrow the whole thing. So, and it's getting to a point here now, a lot of people looking at Merrick Garland, who's the Mm -hmm. Attorney General I mentioned earlier, who was Obama's pick for the Supreme Court, and going, how much more do you need? Mm. Like, what, what, what else is required? You've got the text messages, you've got the evidence, you've got the rhetoric, you've got everything there. Now, they've locked up, uh, they've, I think they've prosecuted well over 100 people now associated with the actual insurrection itself. And some of them are doing sentences between nine months and three years for what they did. One, one person was recently sent, sentenced to two and a half years jail for carrying what they described as a small arsenal to the capital on the day. So this is a very serious issue. And then when you have people like Marjorie Taylor Greene perpetuating these QAnon conspiracy theories and then Trump, of course, perpetuating the big lie, you have this extreme fringe that really does have a, a deep grasp of the Republican Party. You're not going to see Mitch McConnell or anyone else condemn it or talk, you know, or dismiss it. Mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell was on was interviewed by Jonathan Swan this week. Yes. Um, for Axios, yeah. And, and he said he would support Donald Trump if he ran for president again. And Jonathan Swan said, Did you condemned him and his actions after January 6th. And Mitch McConnell said, he's still the leader of my party. Well, shouldn't you get a, a new leader? Shouldn't you get someone who's not going to try to, uh, to, to insurrect again, or at least endorse an insurrection that has already happened? It's bizarre. It really is bizarre. It is the strangest thing that I've ever seen going on over there at the moment. Now, yeah. uh, more back into your area of uh, of interest. Will Smith's been banned from the Oscars for 10 years. He can still get an Oscar and still be nominated, but he can't go. This is really funny. I think Michael Che said it on Saturday Night Live last night. He said, cool, so he just doesn't have to sit through a four-hour ceremony. <laughs> I mean... He can get the award, just doesn't bad. have to sit there, yeah. To get the award, he just doesn't have to sit there. He doesn't have to show up or anything. So, all right, yeah. So he's been barred. Well, he's been pardon, He's been barred from movie Oscars for ten years. Now he can, of course, still be nominated and all this other stuff. So it's really not that big a deal. Now, again, context here is really, really important. Um, Yes, he slapped someone. What he did was wrong. The whole thing's been resolved. And look, you honestly, everyone just sort of needs to move on from it. The, the, the one I keep coming back to is someone like Roman Polanski. Mm. Now, Roman Polanski won the direct, won Best Director in 2003 for The Pianist. In 1977, Roman Polanski was charged with the statutory rape of a 13-year-old. Now, after plea bargaining, it was brought down to um, non-consensual intercourse with a minor. But he fled the United States so he wouldn't face prosecution. He actually fled the U.S., mm. so he's lived in exile for all this time. And he had a lot of Hollywood high flyers and sympathists in the industry saying that he'd been done wrong, that he'd been done wrong and he deserved to be returned and he deserved to be respected and praised as a director. And then when he won the Oscar, of course, everybody clapped and applauded and thought he, he was fantastic. And it wasn't until the emergence of the Me Too movement and the Harvey Weinstein um, revelations 
that the academy eventually went, you know what, maybe it's good we don't have him in our ranks, likewise with Harvey Weinstein. So Will Smith slaps somebody. Two weeks later, he can't go to the Oscars anymore. Roman Polanski faces charges of statutory rape. It takes nearly 45 years before he's told you're no longer welcome. I mean, there's a big double standard here with this. Mm. There is. What, what's the reaction from actors over there? I mean, obviously, this is what you guys do for a living. How do you feel that, uh, you know, as you said, it took 45 years for Roman Polanski to be uh, kicked out, yet uh, Will Smith's two weeks and it's done. How do you guys feel about oh, that? Everyone I've talked to over here doesn't give a toss. Everyone's mm. just like, whatever, you know, mm. in, in all seriousness. Yeah, what he did was silly, and he should have been kicked out on the night, no question in the world. You know, again, double standard. Mm. He should have been kicked out as soon as he did it. Like, mate, come on. Like I said to you, if you do that to someone on karaoke night, you know, at the at the, at the the Junction Hotel, you you're going to get tossed mm. straight up, all right? doesn't matter where you are. So he should have been kicked out immediately. But that's exactly what people are saying. They're going, Harvey Weinstein sat there for two decades, mm. you know. Rowan Polanski won an Oscar in exile while facing sexual assault charges. So, what, seriously? Like, I don't think anybody is really that bothered by it in all seriousness. I think when when things like, like, they said Bad Boys 4 is currently on hold because of Will, because of this, this Will Smith situation. You, you really think, like, Will Smith slapping somebody at the Oscars is going to affect an action film franchise with, you know, it's generally driven by, by violence? I mean, come on, really? It, it's it's really it's really really strange. Again, we feel like a lot of the people here feel like they're picking the wrong issues to take up here. They're picking the wrong issues to stand against. Okay, what he did was wrong, but it should have been dealt with on the evening. That that was that was the the incorrect part. Mm. He should have been punished on the evening. Get your stuff and get out. If you win it, we'll send it to you in the mail. Okay, yeah. um, that's what should have happened. But now they're sort of setting up and going, oh, we're barding for 10 years. Okay, that's great. Fantastic. Cool, cool, cool. What about all these other things that took decades to resolve? Yeah, head in the sand on those ones. Absolute head in the sand. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, thank you so much, my friend. Now, I won't talk to you next Monday because it is Easter Monday, of course. So uh, what's what's your plans for Easter? Anything exciting? Easter's funny over here because it's Passover is the big one, you know, obviously with the big Jewish community here. And Easter is kind of like it's big in the Latino community, so it's actually quite quite vibrant and quite boisterous. So um, so for us, it's going to be a pretty quiet one. We'll get some chalky eggs and we'll have a nice little brekkie and uh, we'll eat some fish on Good Friday. That's good. Just make sure you've got some Cadbury. That's the most important thing. As an Australian, you need a Cadbury right. chocolate. That's the hardest part is finding a chocolate bilby or a Cadbury chocolate. It's very tough. Oh, no. It's not good. Well, yeah. listen, you stay safe no. over there. I hope you're feeling better very, very soon. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go out and get my flu back. You, you've convinced me. I'm, I'm going out for it. Definitely get on that for sure because me and my other mates didn't get it this year because of the COVID vaxxers mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, paid the price. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you don't sound great. Thank you, my friend. We'll catch up uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks, Tracy. Thanks, Bye. That is Zach Garrett joining us live from LA. And wow, what an action-packed week it's been over there. Subways blowing up, all sorts of things happening. Well, not subways. Yeah, the subway makes it sound more exciting, doesn't it? But yeah, a sewerage thing just blew up and blew some manholes off. Uh, So yeah, lots of excitement happening over there. And uh, not to mention uh, Trump, the gift that just will not go away. Newcastle in the morning covers the big 
big stories that matter the most to you. The local issues often neglected. Tracy Mack's plain talking, no nonsense approach will get your morning off right. Talking news, sport, entertainment, music, lifestyle and more. Joined by Michael Blacksland and covering what you need to know and even some of the stuff you didn't. It's Tracy Mack with Newcastle in the morning. Weekdays from 9 till midday, only on Newcastle Live.